Good morning, or whatever time it is for you. It's morning here. Uh, this is Annette Shinicky, and I'm a gypsy girl. The gypsy girl, not the only gypsy girl. But, um, anyways, welcome. Oh, and uh, we got the new year. It's uh, Happy New Year. <laughs> Real glad to be, uh, have over, uh, you know, endured last year. It was a real tough year. I know everybody's uh, feeling like it's been a tough time, and it has. Uh, when, you know, when I could sit outside, so right now I'm outside on the porch where I love to sit on the porch. The sun has come up some neighbors uh, saying hi to each other. Uh, I'm out here in the sunshine. It's about 45 degrees. And I have a couple coats on. It's nice. Uh, the kitty, Mr. Boogie, he's out here with me. Hi, Boogie. Uh, he's on his little cat tree. And, uh, and if I get cold, I have a heater, so I'm good. But that's uh, a chance for me to sit. And, uh, and recognize the accomplishments of the last year, of the things that, uh, that I'm proud of, of myself, that I give myself kudos. It's super important for the new year to start it off right by saying, hey, uh, give yourself a break. Myself a break. Yeah, it's a tough year. Uh, it's been a pretty tough life, but a great life, nonetheless. Oh, it's so pretty this morning. The air is really crisp. I'm really glad you're here with me. I've got six listeners now. Thank you for being here. <laughs> it's very exciting to have the six listeners. It was, uh, you know, on zero for a while. And uh, then it went up to seven, and then it uh, it went back down to two. And I was like, well, it's, you know, uh, I'm just sitting here talking. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's hard to talk. And then I don't know if I'm connecting. Is this a connection? With someone out there, do you hear what I'm saying? Does it even matter? Uh, it, most of the stuff I don't uh, probably doesn't matter, uh, but it is cool to find a voice that you want to listen to, and if I'm that voice, then I am honored to be that voice. Uh, you know, I rarely talk on the phone. I have very, very few. Uh, so I, so I rarely talk on the phone, and then everybody was having a tough year, so really everybody kind of introverted themselves, which is okay. Uh, everybody needs time to, uh, you know, have their own space. And, uh, you know, if I feel like, hey, someone really needs the space, I'm going to let them have the space. I'll go sit outside. <laughs> you know, because uh, there's sometimes you walk into a room and the tension is, you know, you can't cut through that tension. Uh, it's like try to cut a steak, a really thick, uh, you know, a, a really thick steak. <laughs> and I'm trying to think of the name of the steak because I saw one on... Uh, on this new um, YouTube channel that I was just watching. A Day in My Shoes, I believe it's called, or Walk in My Shoes. And so it's about this couple that uh, they live in their little van, and they have a little tiny doggy, and they, go, they live in uh, Canada, so it's freezing there because it's winter right now, so they just started it. 
and uh, and it's pretty spectacular. But they do this. Uh, they have drones, you know, that fly up and above the car, so they have beautiful scenery, great music, uh, very elegant. And then they find a little spot on the side of the road in the middle of the forest on a snowy. I mean, they have to be careful, too, because it's icy out there. No one's coming if you get stuck, but they have all the neat stuff on the inside. Uh, keeps him warm, and sometimes he cooks outside, but he did this incredibly juicy, huge ribeye steak. It's got to be a ribeye or New York, but it was so big. And it looked beautiful and he uh, had a couple pieces of garlic and uh, but his camera work is great uh, theirs I don't know their names but uh, anyways walk in my shoes or something like that it's on YouTube and uh, you know it's like uh, I like to watch the people out there on the little adventures in the little motorhomes and and vans and <laughs> it's uh, it is the coolest thing, and I want to go do that sometime, you know. Uh, maybe not forever, but I want to do it. So that's, I always thought I'd just head straight for the super bus, but, you know, that their little minivan is super minivan so that they use, and uh, so it's pretty awesome. I could convert my uh, luxury excursion into that, <laughs> into a neat little to a neat little spot and then go get some bigger snow tires or something so man that was cool anyways uh, so I've been watching a few of those folks out there and and most of them for some reason are in Canada that uh that I have found on YouTube and um and, and the snow is just beautiful oh there's a couple of girls out in Utah and further out too uh, I forgot their names but so anyways, I like those adventurer shows. Look, he's got a big old itch. He's, he's playing in the sun and enjoying the sun. Yeah, so I've been looking back. Oh, last year, all the miles I walked, I walked a lot of miles. Sometimes uh, 12 miles a day, and it was cool. Then the, a couple for I'd have to rest sometimes because I'd be too sore to move the next day. Today, uh, my back is hurting. My lower back, I, I bent, uh, or I didn't bend with my knees. I was just being silly because I was picking something up that wasn't heavy, and so I leaned forward instead, and my lower back went out. And a few days ago, and so it's I still have the remnants of feeling like. Uh, you know, like as if you could tighten your fist as hard as you could. Uh, that's w what my lower back feels like. <laughs> it's pretty crummy. Uh, but other than that, I've been doing really good. Oh, Boogie's chasing his own tail. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> Boogie, you are going crazy over there. Well, Boogie and I, we hang out, and he's biting his tail a little bit. Oh, he's cleaning it. He likes to chase it. Yeah, you get that tail. <laughs> yeah so so anyways uh i made lots of videos last year that's one of my things that i did i started my second season uh of my podcast which you're listening to if you're here then you're listening to it uh so that's what's going on and uh, i you know did a bunch of pictures on instagram and and uh and then i listened to uh motivational speakers and um, I read some books I uh, exercised a great deal I thought about all the things that I loved over and over again those are important things to know that, uh, that I really try not just to keep a positive attitude because I know yes life can really be hard and you could really be suffering greatly, wallowing in pain. Uh, but sometimes you're in a mediary where you're like, no, I'm not wallowing. But really your heart is stuck in there. But you're really grasping for, for something that brings you a little bit of happiness. And it's, that is the quest. Because sometimes it's super tough just to roll out of bed. 
you know, uh, severe depression can really throw you for a loop. Uh, and then, you know, uh, if you've ever had uh, your fractured skull a few times, that plays an effect later on in life. <laughs> I mean, it, it's always had an effect. Uh, the first well, I mean, the first time I was four, I ran into the corner of the wall. And so I have a nice big scar on my top of my forehead. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, like I was perfectly fine, but until, uh, but I had a speech impediment. And I believe it was due to that. Uh, and then when I got another concussion, I had a stutter for a little bit, and I had been playing the flute for three years, and then I went back, and I couldn't remember <laughs> anything about the flute, but I could play it, but I couldn't do the notes, uh, you know, and, uh, and I was too embarrassed to tell anybody that I forgot. I didn't know why, uh, but you know, you get concussions, and that messes with things, and, uh, and that's not a big deal. It, it, you just have to work around it. right now it is my lower back that I'm like well it hurts but uh, but I'm looking on the bright side and the bright side is the Sun is out and it's amazing and uh, since it happened a few days ago and I always get better really fast I mean I believe I get better physically very fast and of course emotionally yes I think I do too but uh, but you know uh, there's remnants of heartbreak in there remnants that I'm still like okay well why is this still in there and how do I release this uh, deep down sorrow uh, that I you know that's my quest right now is that uh, you know I know life is hard and tough and people die and and it's uh, gut wrenching and horrific and I know all those things I've experienced them is what I'm trying to say and I respect them for uh, you know what it puts everybody through the old ringer washer machine, you know, uh, inside of the heart. So it's like, okay, well, things happen, and you get, and it basically feels like you get stabbed in the heart, super hard. I'm sure that anyone that, I mean, if you haven't lost anyone or you haven't uh, experienced rejection, then you probably won't know what I'm talking about, and that's okay too. Uh, you could still be compassionate to others that have been stabbed in the heart uh, multiple times. <laughs> uh, or the feeling, you know, because that's what it feels like to f to have rejection, to uh, unrequited love. To feel that emptiness inside, like uh, there's no hope of feeling happiness ever again. And that is one of the things I talk about a lot on here. Uh, but those are the things that I have been working on all last year uh, of, you know, letting go of the heartbreak. Because I know the heartbreak was only there because of loving something in the first place. And that gives me the greatest comfort of all. Uh, because I wouldn't hurt at all if I would not have already loved because then I would not have even known uh, anything about it. So, so in my mind, it justifies everything. That pain, that is, it, not that I need to know the why does it hurt. Well, it hurts because I did love so freaking much. And that is a good thing. I'm proud of myself. And I still have all that love for what it is that I love. And I look at the pain and I and I treat it like as if it's a little tiny baby like I'm the baby and I'm in pain and I don't know why I'm crying so 
what does that little baby need? It needs to be uh, tenderly looked after. Uh, you know, rocked and kissed and fed and given, uh, you know, diaper and blankie. Uh, those are things that, those are the things that my heart needs that I, only I can give to myself. Just like you can only give it to yourself if it is your heart aching. So, back to myself. I know it's my heart that aches, but most of it is better. <laughs> most of it is better, but there's still a part that isn't better. And so I fight for that part. And I say that it's going to be okay. And I do all the self-talk. And pats on the back. And I give myself breaks. Because I know what I can do and what I cannot. Uh, you know, or what I should do and what I should not. You know, uh, like I should not lean forward to pick up a bowl on the floor. I should bend my knees to pick up the bowl on the floor. Uh, that is up to me. And so, you know, uh, because I, and I've always known that, and I chose, you know, I was feeling good and, and uh, didn't realize that I hadn't stretched my back out good enough, uh, you know, for, and I had gone for a nice walk and then I got in there and I came in and, and then I picked up the bowl and boing, you know. So that's sometimes that's all it takes is just a little, uh, well, you know, I wasn't paying attention good enough to the rules of what I know I should or shouldn't do. And bending with the knees is important. So it's just, but for my own sake and my own heart, that wants to be healed once and for all. You know, once and for all. I mean, I know uh, there's going to be more, uh, the, the world has drama. <laughs> I've accepted that. Uh, you know, and, uh, and so really the best you can do when you're floating, you know, in a river is, uh, is, is just float with it, but, uh, you know, kind of try to avoid the logs and the rocks and, and getting stuck, you know, somewhere and, uh, don't get run over by, uh, any jet skis or boats. So, <laughs> uh, you know, go with the flow and, uh, and that's what I try to do is to go with the flow and uh, and know that I am doing the best that I can for uh, for who I am and I have done a great job I uh, made some incredible rock art and uh, and I was very uh, impressed with how much I enjoyed it Susie started doing it here at the house or she does uh, she makes these pyramids uh, with uh, organite and so it's resin organite uh, different crystals and copper and oh man they are incredible uh, you could find them at the crystal shops if you ever go into those I've seen other ones but uh, and you know of course Susie does hers her original way and other people do another style way and, uh, and they're all beautiful I didn't even do it with resin and some paint or glue or whatever. And uh, anyways, so I do these rocks, and I'm calling them fancy rocks. And they are fancy. And I've got several that I'm doing for Valentine's Day. And, uh, you know, so they're going to be for sale. <laughs> and they're uh, they're pretty cool. I'm, I'm like, yeah, if I had a collection of rocks, this is, you know, some fun times. Uh, I made my nephew a Star Wars rock. Uh, about a year ago, and, uh, and he likes his rock, and it's cool. His is big, and it's, you know, it looks like something out of Star Wars, <laughs> and then I, uh, but anyways, I don't need to talk about all my rocks, <clears throat> but they're really great. Uh, yeah. Oh. <sighs> Thinking about.
about uh, what's going to come next, you know. My kids are all growing up. Jake is now 31. Hi, Jake. <laughs> Hi, Brisa. And uh, I'm not sure what he's up to. I hope he's having a good time. I hope that he's being super nice to himself. You hear that, Jake? Are you doing what you want to do? You better be doing what you want to do. That's all I'm going to say. Engage and chase and honey bell. I hope you're all doing super good. Can't believe how big you are, Matthew. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I got a call from their dad, my ex-husband. I was married 26 years. Uh, it was recently. Um, well, it was before Christmas. And uh, he told me how bad he felt. For... for treating me so terribly uh, during our marriage that I didn't deserve it. And, um, and then he was really sorry. And and he felt uh, really bad, really bad. I mean, uh, I don't like to say that, hey, that's, that guy feels the worst on the planet, you know. I don't want to say that. That wouldn't, uh, I don't know. Uh, but he feels real bad. Real, real, real bad. And I don't want him to feel bad because it, you know, but what can I do? Uh, but I did accept his apology. And I do wish good things him and I wish and I hope and I know that he can overcome that great heartbreak it takes a lot uh, but I think he's on the right path I think he's on the right path he's he is getting help with uh, with some counseling and I think it's helping and uh, so anyways it was nice it was a nice conversation, and, uh, you know, it wasn't always that way. <laughs> uh, our conversations were not usually, I mean, usually I just would not talk to him. Uh, once I left, uh, I would not answer the phone, and uh, so most of the time, I mean, if the few times I did, it it wasn't uh, a happy conversation under any circumstance. So, but uh, but you know it's neat how things work out uh, for the better or for better uh, for better living. Because if you can overcome your great heartbreak or your suffering, your guilt, your shame, your whatever you want to put a label on to call it, uh, for me, for you, if we can, if we can gather that up and say, okay, this is what it really is that is hurting me. Uh, and of course it needs to be respectfully done, which, uh, sometimes can be hard because we could call ourselves mean names and be mean to ourselves. And, uh, you know, this wouldn't have happened if I wasn't a bad person. Uh, you know, little kids take it upon themselves. Uh, take all the blame upon themselves for things that they have no clue about that are happening with their parents. That happens all the time. Uh, you know, and... Um, you know, it starts at a young age. Where little hurts, uh, or big hurts, you know, uh, stuff hurts and we tuck it away 
it goes in there real, real, real deep. And, uh, and of course, uh, we build so many layers upon everything that it takes a real long time to expose all the way back down to the bottom. And, and it takes a lot uh, because really when you suffer a great loss, let's say, a real great loss where it's uh, like nothing you've ever experienced before. Um, it really feels like uh, maybe like somebody taking a crowbar and taking your knees out while you're running down a mountain <laughs> uh, while on roller skates maybe <laughs> I don't know I mean that's uh, you know so it could be uh, devastating you know um, I'm sure it's it so anyway, so I, I know everybody has experienced, maybe not everybody, but, you know, if you're alive, uh, people around you will die because that is how life is. There is life and death. And so you can't get around it. So someday, and of course, someone that you want to like you the most, Someone someday will reject you, and that hurts. Uh, that happens, you know, in everywhere. So, and of course, it will hurt if you let it hurt you. If you have a pain there that says, "Well, I wanted that one to like me," you know, is how important is it that other people like you? But what if you don't like you? Uh, the important thing overall is for you to like you. So that's what I do, is I find the ways that I can like myself, even though I'm not perfect, even though, uh, you know, I've got lots of scars. And, <laughs> and uh, for all the reasons, I could come up with a whole bunch of reasons, uh, you know, either way that I could either say, well, this is what I don't like about myself. Well, this is what I do like about myself. So, uh, but it's important that we like ourselves all the way around. Even the parts that we aren't our favorite, we still need to like that we have them. Because, uh, hey, maybe, you know, maybe you could get a little liposuction later on or something. I don't know. Um, you know, a haircut could be good. Uh, you know, there are things that could be worked with. What is it we don't like? Well, uh, you know, some of us are addicted to sugar, some of us bacon, you know, uh, who knows? Uh, what is it that is your uh, biggest obsession? Is it just eating or, you know, uh, do you exercise too much? You know, uh, so moderation, of course, is important and, uh, and you know, being it most healthy, those are important things and that means healthy mind healthy thoughts uh, and if I'm always saying uh, he's stupid uh, you know to myself then that isn't a healthy thought <laughs> that, uh, you know I grew up in a world where we did used to say hey stupid uh, or uh, you know mean things I grew up in that world where name calling was totally normal the old person generation, um, you know, hey, let's point and laugh at that guy. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, let's point out all the things that that guy's doing wrong. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, and so, uh, you know, you learn to try to not be that guy or you let it, you get thick skin. And, and so in a big family of nine, and I'm the middle child, uh, I have pretty thick skin overall. Overall, I think I had the thickest skin, and it, but, uh, you know, thin skin means um, insecure and name callers, and, uh, and so, you know, uh, 
my grand, you know, our grandparents' age, and we people came from the Depression, and then a couple of wars, and a lot of alcohol, and uh, <laughs> I mixed in little, uh, you know, some people who had some heroin addictions. There was chaos, you know. Uh, it wasn't that people didn't love each other, but there was, uh, you know, turmoil, and uh, and then you throw in. Uh, you know, my dad had a fry cook uh, wage <laughs> when when I was a little kid. Fry cook. We, he had five kids already. Plus, he had my uh, a couple of my cousins lived with us. So times were tough. Uh, you know, times were tough. Oh, but we had a really neat place in Napa this one time. Really neat place. First place. Uh, well, we lived on Silverado Trail in Napa, California, in a big yellow house. And uh, times must have been pretty, a little bit better because, well, we my parents bought the house, but the property value, I guess, went down or something. They, uh, But it took them everything to get in. And so we didn't really have, we had our piano we, and a couch that uh, Pip and Mimi gave us, my grandparents. And so, but it was a bigger house and it was on property, which was really cool. There's a creek right next to it and, uh, which we could go pick a million blackberries in the creek. And uh, those were the olden days. So we used to, we didn't for a while, uh, I mean, I don't know how long we were just throwing garbage in the, just in the creek, but it was wrong. Uh, but that's how people used to do it in the olden days. I, and I, so, you know, that things, it's good when things change, but, but anyways, and I w was only five years old, so, uh, I don't remember throwing any garbage, but I remember seeing it and I assumed it was our garbage, but there were neighbors around too, so maybe it was from them. And maybe it, it was all in the creek, so maybe it just ended up there. Uh, I don't know, actually, but anyways, there was garbage in there, but we ended up picking a million blackberries. Our mom would make jam and blackberry pie and blackberry muffins which were to die for uh, we were surrounded by vineyards and uh, and my parents made friends with whoever was handing out grapes <laughs> at the vineyard <laughs> and we would get grapes like almost every day it was so amazing and then uh, you would you wouldn't even believe uh, the hot air balloons course they usually do it every day if it's a nice day and it's usually a nice day so there's hot air balloons floating up it was just like being a little kid at Willy Wonka's chocolate factory very magical uh, the frost would uh, stick to the long the long grass the long golden California grass and it would sparkle a million sparkles is so cool. Well, I'm just talking about uh, good times. I forgot why I was bringing that up, but I will say we had a chicken coop. And Susie and I would go out before school and pet the chickens in the chicken coop. I was in kindergarten and she was in first grade. And... Uh, and then we'd have to run to the uh, bus stop. And uh, we went to the Falls, I believe it was called Falls School in uh, Calistoga, I think. Something like that. And it was really neat. I liked riding on the bus part of the time. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, there were Kids that weren't very nice. <laughs> One little kid pointed at another little kid's shoes and said, your shoes are ugly or wrong <laughs> or something. And I said, well, that doesn't even matter. Uh, you know, what shoes we wear? What shoes are you wearing? You know, uh, Shoes don't matter. But there are some really nice shoes out there. I'm not saying there aren't. And the shoes that matter to me, maybe shoes matter for someone. 
You know, I mean, it, it is great to have shoes. That's all I'm saying. That it is wonderful to have shoes. So. <laughs> well, I'm thinking about Summer and Mimi and my other kids, too. Because, let's face it, I had great times with my kids. Incredible times. Incredible times. We looked at uh, this, my favorite spot. Well, I mean, one of the favorite spots was in Davis, California. We lived in the funeral home, uh, the Davis Funeral Chapel. And uh, above the funeral chapel, there was a 2,000 square foot apartment for us, for the family, you know. And uh, anyway, so, so we had six kids in there, and we lived there for several years. So the kids kind of, uh, Jake was 11, I believe, when we were 10 probably 10 when we moved there. He's the oldest. And then I had uh, Honeybell uh, shortly before um, before we moved to Missouri. So, well, not shortly. It was a couple of years. I think she was three when we moved to Missouri. Anyway, so, so we lived in this funeral home and it was downtown Davis and Davis is a university town, uh, extremely liberal. Uh, everybody that lives there calls it Little Berkeley, and it was fabulous. <laughs> uh, if I had to have a label, I guess I would be the tree-hugging hippie cat lady who loves dogs, and uh, you know, so so I guess I would be considered more liberal, even though I don't call myself anything because I don't like taking sides, because I'm on everyone's side to get better, to be happy, uh, and, uh, you know, on everyone's side to be the best version of themselves. And, uh, and in my opinion, politics never takes that point of view. <laughs> so I just stay out of all of it. And, uh, and everyone else could do whatever they want to do. And, and, uh, you know, enough said. So anyways, uh, so we lived in Davis downtown. Um, next to a frat house, and I apologize, I don't know the name of the frat house, but they had several houses, and we had a pretty good-sized lot, because we had a, uh, you know, pretty huge funeral home with, um, a driveway that went all the way around the funeral home, and plus parking lot across the street with four garages, with a really cool glass hearse with the old, uh, the old style wagon kind that you would see in the movies for, uh, I don't know, something Edgar Allan Poe was, you know, in charge of. And, uh, so it was, it's beautiful. So I'm sure it's still in the garage to the people that own it now. And, uh, and so we lived upstairs and we parked in the back and we had a garage in the back and a really huge lot in the back for several cars, the hearse, the removal van, um, you know, and then it would go under, but we had uh, six freezers in our garage and uh, in the garage in the back of the house where we kept all the kids' bikes and toys and, uh, and of course, the freezers. And so uh, our kids were... They, you know, saw dead people all the time in the funeral <laughs> uh, because we, because I have like staying outside. So uh, while the kids, when they got home from school or most of the day, um, you know, we were outside riding bikes or I think it's very important for kids to have fun and to ride their bikes and play with toys and, uh, you know, bounce the balls and all those things. And of course, my kids had airsoft guns, <laughs> and and uh, you know, uh, let's see, we had a Barbie jeep, 
and a little electric Harley Davidson that Chase had. And Gage had the monster truck, some kind of monster truck, Bigfoot. And Jake had a, had one from a long time ago that was yellow, and I can't remember what happened to it. Um, but somehow that one wasn't with us anymore. I think we didn't have room on the moving truck or something. <laughs> I don't remember how, where that one disappeared to. Sorry, Jake. But it was a cool one. But anyway, so we had the three, the motorcycle, the Barbie Jeep, and the little monster truck. Uh, and I uh, had changed the tires on the Barbie Jeep, I believe, three times. I had to order, you know, order them, and then I'd switch them out because that one got used. It was fun, and the little kids could really have the greatest time. Uh, and Mimi accidentally, or on purpose, I'm not sure, played bumper cars with Summer while Summer was riding her scooter, and Summer got her arm broke. <laughs> uh, Mimi ran her over, <laughs> basically, and uh, poor little girl. She barely cried, though. She's like, I know it's not working. It hurts. And she barely even cried. I was like, are you sure? And I didn't, don't think I took her in until the next day because she wasn't really hounding me about it. And so I felt bad, but uh, it was, uh, but she's okay. She was. And uh, she got up and played and she had a really cute pink cast. A cute pink cast. <laughs> And so uh, the kids loved going, uh, throwing the ball over the wall and running to the frat house. Uh, that was Summer's favorite spot. She knew uh, most of the gentlemen that were at the frat house. She knew them by name. Uh, cause she would be up on the balcony and then, hey, who are you? Hey, new guy. <laughs> she would talk to all the boys next door. <laughs> Five years old. <laughs> Where are you going? Hey, Johnny. Oh, it was really cute. She was so cute. Oh, man. We had a really neat, uh, like, huge birdcage. The people that owned the funeral home before us, uh, before we moved there, they had huge birds, like macaws, and they kept them outside because most of the time it was... Uh, great weather and it was it had electricity in it so anyways we turned it into a little playhouse for the kids kind of enclosed it and put little windows in it it looked so cute and uh, they had this little tiny you know playhouse and it was neat and uh, so the kids spent a lot of time out on the deck and yeah it was pretty awesome but we could see right over the wall uh, into the frat house. It was like they were our backyard <laughs> when we were up on the deck. <laughs> and, uh, oh, man, they would have these enormous parties. And all you could see was just uh, heads bouncing up and down. It was really cool. Uh, great parties. So, and then, of course, we had uh, really neat parks and bike paths and they had a lot of stuff to do for kids they were really family uh super family oriented place uh for whatever reason it was all about the kids and so it was a really neat real great place to be at that time so, and then we moved over to missouri so anyways um What's going to change, you know? The world is changing all the time. Uh, whether I, you know, whether you can feel it or not, we're each changing with every breath. And that means you're getting one breath older. Uh, so, how are you talking to yourself? You know, are you mad because you forgot to brush your teeth? <laughs> Giving yourself a hard time about that? Maybe, uh... Maybe that needs to be looked into, you know. Don't be mean about it, but if you, if that's something that needs to be done, it, uh, it's important. And love yourself to do it. Love yourself 
to uh, to enjoy each thing you can. We all know there's a million things you can't enjoy. But what are the things you can? Because if we change our perspective to the things that we love and enjoy and admire, then our focus becomes about beauty. We know the ugliness is there too, but we're not, you know, going to go pick it up off the lawn and, uh, and sniff it all day. You know, because if you're, if you're looking for the beauty, what is the beauty? Well, maybe it's a very fragrant rose uh, that, uh, you know, is in your neighbor's yard and you want to go sniff it. That's something uh, beautiful. They're sharing the fragrance of beauty. Probably shouldn't cut it unless the neighbor gives it to you, you know. What is it that floats your boat? <laughs> what floats the boat? Well, if you've got a good attitude, then you can find sunshine on a rainy day. You can make lemonade, you know, out of out of the lemons. Uh, I know I don't have to say that to anyone. Everybody knows that. Uh, I mean, but but we forget too, you know, because life is hard. So we forget that we need to stop being hard on ourselves. We need to be compassionate to the self. Admire and honor the self. Don't go picking on anyone else. Not trying to tell anyone what to do, but uh, but that's uh, since the beginning of time. People have been pretty darn rotten to each other, and that's what gets everybody into trouble. Is that that guy was mean to one guy? It hurt the other guy's feelings, and then it all erupted, because <laughs> this is all over feelings. Uh, all the wars and all the turmoil is over feelings. At its, you know, basest level. Just the simplest level is, it's over feelings. And uh, who's crying? Who is crying? Because we've all cried all felt that I didn't get what I wanted feeling I didn't I, it must have been my fault <laughs> you know what did I do uh, what or whatever you know and then in starts with the whatever kind of hurt that's really still in there so if it's still in there if you're getting aggravated by anything then uh, or if I am you know hey that's where I go and look well, I need to fix this. I'm going to fix it because I don't like it being in there. I don't like the feeling, the space that it takes up, the thought that I have to keep going back to it. What? I didn't heal from this? thought I did. But, you know, um, it takes time. But each and every growth is a process. And it's layer upon layer, line upon line, precept upon precept. <laughs> It's true, uh, you know, uh, just like Shrek says, life is an onion. It's like an onion. Uh, and Doggy says it's more like parfait. And everybody loves parfait. <laughs> They're both right. So, some onions are really good. I like onion. Uh, you know, I like to steep my vegetables. And I add onion in with the vegetables and garlic when I steam them and uh, and I also like to chop up my garlic and onion and uh, a bunch of it and saute it uh, with a little butter and then I and then I add my beans into that 
and mix it all in with some jalapeno and uh, garlic onion powder and and pepper in the, with the seasoning and mix it all up and sometimes I'll even add a little horseradish in it and then I pour that over the top of the steamed vegetables you know and uh, and then I usually sprinkle a little cheese on it and uh, sometimes tortilla chips most, most of the time <laughs> uh, well once Todd made these uh, red lobster biscuits red lobster cheddar biscuits I guess I did have one of those and it was incredible very buttery and uh, and I'm sure it was full of calories but you know it was really good it was like the buttery flaky biscuit oh man so if you like flaky biscuits those red lobster things are good but I don't do that all the time because um, it didn't really make my stomach feel very good but it was very delicious so there's my buggy's climbing over here to see what I'm doing. He's looking in the house. What are you doing, buggy? How are you, man? Oh, you're sniffing my phone? Well, thank you. It's good to see you, man. Yeah. Good to see you. Well, I am going to get going. I sure appreciate you being here with me. Um, guess my back is still hurting. And, uh, but it's doing really good, you know. I'll probably be better, all the way better, uh, tomorrow, I'm gonna hope for. And, uh, that means I'll sleep better. And I won't be nervous to go use the bathroom. <laughs> you know, if you've ever had the nerve damage, you're like, oh, you can't, uh, everything hurts. And so... Uh, you know, but it goes away, and uh, then you really appreciate when it's just regular day. Uh, a regular day it can seem miraculous compared to a day that uh, your back is out of whack. So, think about that. Anyways, uh, take care, and I'm super glad that everybody was here. Thank you. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.